I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of The Shit Show is brought to you by the literal legends at Atik, helping us go plastic-free one shampoo bar at a time. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of The Shit Show. Not only because it's a bonus episode, but it's because you're hearing Liv on The Shit Show for the first time in a while. Kia ora, Liv. Kia ora, Luce. Yeah, nice to be here. I haven't been here probably since, like, what, 2020? Oh, oh we do not mention that year. No. <laughs> That year is written out of the history book. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you haven't been here in a while. It's usually me and Squish. But look, we had something extremely important that we needed to talk about with our extremely good mates at Atik. Uh, so we thought, let's let's get the best of the best in. Sorry, Nick. But <laughs> Oh, sorry, Nick. Shots are fired. Also, Nick, is he traveling? Is he back home? Oh, yeah, let's what, just say he's traveling, eh? He is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Nick, he's Nick's probably in a caravan traveling. somewhere. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't want to be talking about plastic and all of the shit that comes with it, basically. So here I am. So, oh, well, thank goodness you are here. Now, Liv, you sort of touched on it just then, but can you please tell the wonderful listeners what the bloody hell we're talking about today? So the title for this episode, Luce, is Life in Plastic... It's not fantastic. I mean, we all know this. We all know that plastic is pretty fucking shit for everyone, for humans, for animals, for the earth. But yet, we continue to use it on a daily basis. So we're here to sort of break that down, give you some ideas as to how you Pun, can... Pun, because it doesn't yeah, break down. it doesn't. One generic bottle, 450 years. <laughs> just straight in there with Absolutely the facts. Absolutely fucked. So, I mean, we all probably still use plastic on a day-to-day basis. Luce and I are trying, now it's Plastic Free July, to really cut down our plastic use and to be really, really conscious of everything we buy and any substitutes that we can be making. So we're sort of here to first give you a brief history of plastic, why we mm. use it, where it came from, all of that good shit, and then we'll go on to some sort of plastic facts of today. Yeah, and we should say that this whole episode is made possible by Atik, who is literally, like, my favourite brand, Liv, especially when it comes to trying to cut plastic out of my life, especially in the beauty oh, realm, right? Absolutely, because the beauty realm's hard. I mean... I've recently switched to Atik's shampoo bars and conditioner bars and even face wash and everything. Like, you can literally substitute pretty much everything that you use in the bathroom, everything in the beauty kind of realm. You can switch out for Atik's products. They have lipsticks. They have natural deodorants. Yeah, I've been using the lipsticks and the lip balms. Like, honestly, it is... It's like a conscious decision you have to make to switch over. But then once you do, it's like, well, why the fuck would I not? Why did I not do this? You can literally take, I think it's like cardboard compostable packaging, put it in your compost bin, tear it up, and it's done. It's gone. Like, you 
are not creating any waste from it. It's fucking amazing. Also, and we're here the for thing it. that the thing that shook me about the shampoo and conditioner bars is that so we put shampoo and conditioner in bottles, right? And for like absolutely no reason, I think shampoo is diluted with like sixty percent water. Which yeah. water is already in the shower, so they do not need to be putting it in a bottle just for like aesthetic reasons. And conditioner is like ninety percent water. So yeah. truly ludicrous. Atik have just concentrated it down, put it in a bar and been like, Yup, you do not need the packaging. Literally. And like, yeah, maybe you spend a bit more on the product, but it will last you so, so, so much longer. So it works out in the long run. Like honestly, there's pretty much no reason as to not to switch like if you think about you know your body wash and your shampoo bottles and all of that like huge plastic bottles that we just yeah you might put it in the recycling but as we're going to find out sometimes that's not enough right 90 percent of the time yeah that doesn't get recycled yeah so it is the harsh cold truth that we actually need to change our behaviors and we need to change them asap and i think like we want to leave you with A feeling of hopefulness because it is actually not you listening. Like, it is not your fault. The most part of this plastic crisis that we're facing, it is truly, truly, as we're going to learn through live, like the way that plastic has come up in the world to make life easier. And in a lot of cases, right, like in the healthcare industry, there is need for some plastics. There, There isn't need for like five trillion plastic bags to be used a year or like the beauty industry just doing hundreds of millions of tons of single-use plastic waste but for us as consumers instead of feeling like oh there's nothing I can do I think it's like as long as we all are buying things and we have that purchasing power that is what we can do we can put our money where our mouth is and we can make the choices that you know we can like using your keep cup or going to a refillery or things like that yeah you're so right Luce I think as consumers we do sometimes forget our power that we have like if you think about it like the amount of products that stop being run say in supermarkets say there's a certain like sort of biscuit or whatever that everyone fucking hates no one buys it they discontinue it right that happens all the time so we can do that with plastic we can put pressure on these companies to show them that we're just not here for it anymore Mm. we know that there are other options when it comes to packaging so it's just us using yeah it might be a small Mm. amount of power at the moment but if we all band together like doing something is better than doing nothing always so always do you know who we need to get onto this live? Who? We need to get the BTS army to really just like because they are like the, the strongest fandom in the world. Like stands and people with that much power. Sorry, if they can raise millions of millions of dollars for Black Lives Matter and for other amazing causes, we need to get them and the whole of Gen Z yes. to just really turn on plastic. Literally, just be like, plastic is yuck. We're not going <laughs> to use it whenever we can use something else, which is a lot of the time. And yeah the planet will fucking thank us yes and and it might exist for a bit longer eh? it might yeah. be around <laughs> to see the next no generation option. of bts <laughs> right live well why don't we dive into a little bit i know it sounds dry to say the history of plastic but it's actually quite imp oh <laughs> <laughs> it's not just imp loose it's quite int interesting um, oh Oh, fucking God. No, oh that God. sign that someone sent you where they had written imp yes. on the sign. Very imp. Wear mask. So for anyone that's not following, um, <laughs> imp, 
we've shortened. We, both of us, have shortened. It's important. We have not. Lucy has shortened. <laughs> so imp means important and, and it's not impotent. And live has shortened. It may sound like it. Int to interesting, <laughs> which it could also be international. Anyway, Liv, give us the very imp and int history of play. No, no, of plastic. Oh, no, 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 no. Of plastic, ick, ick, ick. Um. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So here are just a couple of facts from the UN Environmental Program. So around the world, one million plastic bottles are purchased every single minute, while up to five trillion plastic bags are used worldwide every year. In total, half of all plastic produced is designed for single-use purposes just once and then thrown away. That's wild. 50% of all plastic produced is for single-use purposes. Mm. Did not know that. And do you know who's a huge, huge culprit of that? The beauty industry. The beauty industry, uh, a huge culprit. Um, And then fact number two, plastics, including microplastics, are now ubiquitous in our natural environment. They are becoming part of the Earth's fossil record and are a marker of our current geological era, which is just... Fucking scary. It used to be like rocks, water, earth, fire. Now we got fire, plastic. All the natural elements. Now we do, which is very upsetting. But I'm just going to kind of tell you a little bit about the origins of plastic, how we got here, and then Luce is going to kind of go into like what's happening right now yeah. with plastic. So the word plastic comes from like pliable and easily shaped. And this was the whole thing with plastic is that we use it because it is hard to break down. So obviously that's a double-edged sword, right? Like, yes, it stays around for ages. It contains things really well. um, It keeps things fresh. But then people were realizing, fuck, this is actually devastating for the natural environment. It was basically the first time that humans were able to create their own materials, not from the environment. And when it came out, I think it was like the late 1800s and then the first time that these sort of synthetic materials were created, um, it was to replace things that we took from the environment, like ivory and tortoise shell so people thought that this was going to be a great thing for the earth because we weren't kind of harvesting like natural Mm. you know shit that wasn't meant for us to use and then sort of over world war ii this is when plastic became much bigger like first of all it was barely used people didn't really know about it. it was like the scientists that were kind of geeking out to plastic and then because of World War II and because of how it could help, like, the military equipment, um, it became it became a really good business venture for big plastic companies because they were selling a lot of their products to, like, you know, 
armies and all of that shit. But then once the war was over, they were like, oh, we still need to make money from our companies. How can we continue making plastic? So this was kind of when they were like, we can use plastic for everything. This is amazing. Mm. They even saw it as like a utopian version of the future where like everything was safe and sanitary because humans could create this material whenever they wanted. And it wasn't until kind of like the 1960s that people first started seeing plastic debris in the ocean. And then people started kind of getting quite freaked out about this in the 70s and 80s as they could really see that it wasn't breaking down in the environment and huge areas of rubbish and trash were just starting to form. Then recycling started in the 80s. So that's actually quite a long time ago and it's kind of crazy that we haven't created a better recycling system. So between the 70s and 90s, like even though people were becoming slightly weary of it, weary of it, plastic waste generation more than tripled. And then in the early 2000s, plastic waste rose more in one decade than it had in the previous 40 years. So this was like an exponential increase and it continues to be. Um, And it's really crazy because in 2007, because there were a lot of people that were really worried about plastic, like decades and decades ago, and people just weren't really being listened to. So in 2007, San Francisco actually banned plastic bags. And then powerful plastic companies like really freaked out about this because they were worried that the trend would catch on and they'd lose business. So they spent millions of dollars trying to overturn the state bill in 2015. And then they successfully lobbied states to preemptively ban plastic bag bans under the guise of protecting the consumer. Like you cannot, we're putting a ban on banning plastic bags. You have to use them. Yes. So again, capitalism, everything that we always talk about on this podcast, it's just kind of like we were taking steps forward as a society and then these big companies that were making a shitload of money off of plastic were pushing us further and further back. And then today we produced 400 million tonnes of plastic waste every year. And um, additionally, 98% of single-use plastic products are produced from fossil fuels. um, And the level of greenhouse gas emissions associated with the production, use and disposal of conventional fossil fuels um, is forecast to grow to 19% of the global carbon budget by 2040. So these facts are a combination from the National Geographic website, also from Science History Org and the UN Environmental Programme. So all very reliable sources. It's just, it's the classic thing of, and and again, we've seen this throughout history just in basically everything, of um, something that you think is going to be new and great and make everyone's life lives better and for some people like change their lives especially like doctors and things like that and then as time goes on you realize oh this thing that made everything quicker easier cleaner better is actually fucking us up now because plastic has now become a part of our actual like what is it geological makeup yeah basically it's like it's not exactly like this but you could think about it in terms of everyone you know smoked back in the day and then 
cigarettes, someone realized, oh, cigarettes, nicotine gives you cancer. And then was sort of like, oh shit, they're actually really bad for you. And now all these people that smoked heaps back in the day are getting really sick. Why don't we do something to stop it? And then governments actually stepped in. I mean, now we have vaping, so it's like we never learn anything. But this is the thing. We are so here and now creatures, aren't we? Like, it's wild that we've known about this plastic pollution for like 50 years. Yeah. And yet we're just continuing to like exponentially grow the issue Mm. because right now it's helping us. It's just wild that we just don't have that skill to think in the future. Yeah. And I hate that we're even having to say like we because genuinely it is actually on the government and these huge corporations Because as long as they're still making money, Liv, like me and you, we can make our personal Mm. choices and so we should, like we talked about earlier, but it's so much not our fault as individuals, but it is on us to help change it. Like it's not our fault this happened, but I mean that never stops us from making change, trying to. Absolutely. And sort of the way I think about it is it's almost like practice. If you can get into these good habits now, then really like... The world has to change, right? So it's like the governments hopefully will eventually pass, you know, plastic bans or whatever it is. And we are going to have to get used to living in a slightly different way. So if we can start that now, it's not going to be as much of like a transition for us Mm. when hopefully this does start to happen because we're already seeing the effects of climate change in our everyday lives. And think about how easy it has been to adapt ever since New Zealand banned plastic bags. like. It doesn't even seem like a thing that we used to just have all these plastic bags floating. Well, like, I know that shops still do, but at the supermarket, sorry, haven't seen a plastic bag in yonks. Literally, and, like, has it changed my life? No, not at all, yeah. except I don't have this whole, like, cupboard worth of plastic bags in my house that I never <laughs> That you use. never use. Literally live. So now we're obviously in 2022, and we are, like, literally living and breathing plastic Mm. as you're about to hear about but the first sort of fast fact that I wanted to throw at us all because that's the thing I'm good at is just bringing a whole bunch of random fast facts this one is kind of shocking it's about recycling and like you know how you feel really good when you rinse and recycle or your shit and you put it out and you've like folded it all up and you're like yeah I'm doing my bit well then this fact might make you sad because it made me a bit sad. Sad, but more than ninety percent of our recycling globally goes unrecycled. So, like the time, and we absolutely should not stop doing this. But the time that we all put into making sure that our recycling sorted and washed, only about nine percent of all the recycling actually gets done. And this isn't, like, again, this isn't actually because of the consumers. We actually do quite well, well, a lot of us do quite well at rinsing it, separating it, recycling it, putting it out in the right places. But they're just, as we mentioned earlier, isn't the infrastructure there to actually deal with this amount of plastic or this amount of recycling. So, like, even if it has the potential to be recycled, which a lot of it does, like, it's often just sent away to, like, unfortunately like it's sent out of your country to somewhere where it's almost like I don't want to think about it anymore 
two countries that also don't have the infrastructure to deal with it. It's just like mm. who can put it out of sight, I reckon. And it's so frustrating because the whole marketing tactic of like, oh, well, our product's recyclable, so yeah. it's fine. Like, you know, if you look at any plastic water bottle that you could ever buy, like it's all like, oh, yeah, well, we're 100% recyclable, so like – be guilt-free yeah. when you're drinking this water. It's like, absolutely not. Because yeah. it's 100% recyclable. can't deal with it. But has your company set up the infrastructure to somehow make sure it gets recycled? No, you haven't. Or no. 90% wouldn't be going unrecycled. An interesting thing is, and we, we learned about this at school, but this is um, from the US, so it might be slightly different. Is like, you know how there's the little arrows and then in the middle is the mm. numbers, one to seven. So numbers mm. one and two... Um, they're types of plastic, and these two are recyclable, types one and two. But obviously there's five other types of plastic that aren't recyclable, and they're still in those little arrow mm. things. So in the States, well, in California last year, California passed some legislation that bans putting those little arrows on there if it's not a one or a two. Like there's no point in having... And having yeah. three through to seven in those little arrows when they're not even recyclable. Because that's automatically misleading because people will just associate those arrows with, oh, that's recycled. And a lot of people don't know about the number system. And then the fact that companies are purposefully putting them on there so people like feel less guilty about buying their products so they'll be more likely yeah. to buy it, but yet they still are not able to recycle no. it. So I know. Up. So that... that was the first that was less of a fast fact because we had to give some context to that one but these ones will be faster <laughs> 8 million tons of plastic live end up ends up in the ocean each year which is a full dump truck every minute Oh. Like, just let's think about the ocean we swim in for a second. I know I'm making this fact not fast again. Haha. <laughs> but think about the ocean we swim in and think about a dump truck every minute worth of plastic going in there. It minute. makes you want to cry, doesn't it? So. I read that a lot of the time it's from like urban rivers and mm. so they filter through into the ocean and oh, it's just very scary shit. Yeah, because in my head when I'm saying that's a dump truck every minute, like in my head it's actually trucks going and dumping all this rubbish into yeah. the ocean. Which every minute, like it, there's like, a clock. <laughs> like it, in some places that may well be the case. I can't confirm or deny. But anyway, because of all this plastic, then we have a little thing called microplastic, which is... As you can tell, like really small little like plastic bits. And nine out of ten fish have in some point ingested like microplastic. And then do you know who then live eats fish? We do, Luce. We eat the fish. We do live, which means mm. we consume microplastic. And how much of that do we consume? Well, about 40,000 pieces of microplastic Every week, which is enough to make up a, a credit card, the size of a credit card every week, oh we are eating or we're consuming in plastic. So we're literally consuming and then like probably shitting out plastic. Yeah. Well, hopefully, because we've got to get it out somehow. Yeah. Have you seen that ad, loose? It's on YouTube. I don't actually know whose ad it is, but it's like... It's like a stop motion one and then the grandfather or the dad like peels the fish and is chopping up the fish and there's heaps yes. of plastic in the fish. Yes. I think that's such a good ad because I have to skip it every time because it makes me feel ill and it makes me feel so scared. Mm. Yeah, because we ate fish and like it, it's not even about us. The poor fish. The fucking fish. They deserve to Jeez. live. Plastic I know. Food. 
So, um, Liv, you also mentioned a million single-use plastic bottles are purchased every minute. Like, can we all just try to fathom that? One million in one minute. Every minute. So it's like There's every, like lots of minutes in the day. Every fourth person in New Zealand going to the dairy and buying one every single fucking minute. Fucking hell. That's, like, sorry. And, and then just putting it in a pile. And not to be blamey, but like... <laughs> We're pretty good in New Zealand about tap water. We actually drink tap water. Other countries, like, their tap water is undrinkable for probably mm. a lot of other environmental <laughs> reasons that we could do another podcast on. And they, like, either have to or some just choose to. Like, in the States, there's water that you can drink, but they choose to drink bottled water. And it's just, like, there's a choice that if you can, like, you should. This is the thing. And it's like, if you're listening to this podcast and you probably have an iPhone or something, then you probably live in a society where, like, you have some, like, disposable income, hmm. potentially. But it's like, you know, we're here, we're in privileged positions, or those of us who are in privileged positions, to, you know, have an extra $5 a week to spend on non-plastic packaging or like better products and whatever like it's actually our responsibility to do so because a lot of the world just absolutely does not have that option so we have to do it for them and also we're putting a lot of our recycling which isn't getting recycled or our trash like we're sending it over to these countries that again don't have the infrastructure can't do anything about it but we're all, like we're making it their problem it's the mm. same with climate change like all of these countries that have already built all the buildings and shit that they need, they use so much energy because we've got all these fucking high-rises and shit. We are the ones that are now, like, living in air conditioning when the, when the like, climate fucking heats up. And we're, like, driving down our streets that have been cleaned for us every day. But oh. it's, like, the people that haven't got all these high-rises and haven't been the ones causing the problem over in more developing countries are the ones that are, like really feeling the effects of climate change it's or, or, or even island nations like i'm sorry fuck yeah or even people in new zealand or in our own societies that are marginalized and are on the edges of society and they don't have enough money to pay for the air conditioning and whatever like they're the ones not creating the problem and the problem's getting dumped on them so if we are in the privileged position of like being able to make these changes like we actually have to because yeah they and can't. i think I mean, that ties in quite well to the last fact, which is the shocking one and is also the reason that I'm so glad we're doing this episode with a teak because tangible change is actually happening. But the beauty industry on its own produces 120 billion units of packaging each year. So just the beauty industry on its own, 120 billion units. And that's just like, that's packaging and so that's like, you know, your yeah. Kylie Jenner's, your Revlon's, your, your everything. That's like the people that are being sent a million PR packages a day. Like, literally, it's like, just think about it. Like, every time you walk into Mecca or you walk into Sephora or whatever and you're there and you're thinking, oh, my God, like, do I really need to spend $60 on this foundation or whatever? Yeah. It's like, probably not because there's probably a much more ethical version that you can yes. go and spend your money on. Like, just step back and think for a little bit I know it's hard and I know that all of this advertising bullshit makes us want to buy all of these products all the time because they tell us we're not good enough without it but you are fucking good enough without it and you can buy different products that actually don't create 120 billion units of packaging every year it's honestly and and that that's why 
I know we, we're going to keep saying this a million times, but with a teak, it's like I remember seeing it sort of first pop up um, around the place and I thought it was tampons because the packaging was like so, like, you mm. know, sort of made of paper or cardboard and, it, you know, it wasn't like the plastic bottles that you usually see shampoo and stuff come in and and I remember seeing it and just thinking like oh yeah there must just be tampons because there's no way that like beauty stuff could possibly be in packaging like that yes. but now that's such a good thing about plastic free July as a thing like I know it's like we always have all these challenges and these trends and stuff to help us be better but what it's really made me do even while I'm over here in Sydney is everything I buy or look at I'm really conscious of like we were house sitting and they luckily had so many keep cups and so you know we were really conscious to even though we're on holiday grab a keep cup Mm. and like go and wash it out and the good thing about like something like plastic free july is i think it makes you at least really focus on like the thing and make you feel super guilty and super icky if you're not and that's not a bad thing I don't think it's a bad thing either. And also, like, you don't have to be 100 or 0. I think this is... No. When I talk to a lot of people about this sort of shit, it's like, oh, well, yeah, but you're still using this. It's like, yes, but at least we're trying to make changes. And that can be over, like, you know, a year, over two years, like, every month, maybe try and cut down one other thing. It doesn't mean you have to be perfect all the time. Like, it's not a situation where it's like, oh, well, I can't do this 100% properly, so I'm not going to do it at all. Like, that's the worst way to think about it. So much. We always say it's better to do something. Like, it's better to do something, and people – and there's that classic thing where if you – say that you're doing something people are just going to tear you down so like you don't have to make a big sort of song and dance about it you can just start changing your behaviors and people can say what they want but you know that like you yeah maybe you can't afford to change your whole supermarket shop to be fully plastic free but if you are choosing to opt for one or two different things like you know the tomatoes and the cardboard instead of tomatoes and plastic and things like that it's just go you go you exactly it just changes it and then other people will start seeing your behavior and maybe start like following what you're doing if they are tearing you down it's probably because they just feel guilty themselves yes and they want to be able to blame these corporations which we should be putting the blame in the corporations and the government as well but it's like that doesn't then give you a free pass, I feel. Yes. Which I think a lot of people use that to make themselves feel better about the fact that they're doing nothing. Yeah, I think it's something that people get really overwhelmed mm. with. And and But like you said, it's not zero or a hundred. It's swapping out one or two things. And like, and you do get, like, even if you're not doing it for self, self-gratifying reasons, like, I know we all would like to think we're doing this for the benefit of humanity and stuff, but I'm not going to lie. Like when I use a teak products or whatever, I do feel really good about myself. Like, you know, yeah. and you're allowed. Same. I feel like a sense of satisfaction. Yeah. Yes. Like using a keep cup, I'm like, yes, I feel great. Using my e-bike to the supermarket, you oh. get a little bit of like, mm, yeah, like I am doing the most. Like, you know, you're allowed <laughs> yeah. to actually pat yourself on the MFing back. Fuck yeah, because it's hard, because the system is against us, but we are pushing. The system is against us. <laughs> we know this, we talk about it in ev- like any every context, episode. every podcast. Yeah. So I think, Liv, like, we have actually touched on a bunch of the things I wanted to end on, which was, yeah, it's sometimes it is unavoidable, mm-hmm. like you know, natural disasters and when you're in crisis situations and you need, like, all the medical stuff, you need to be sanitized, things like that. That is so 
fine. That is okay. That is not what we're talking about here. Obviously, what we're talking about is just making the choices where you can and almost like putting a little bit of pressure on your mates around you to make the switch to, you know, if, if they start seeing maybe your Atik products in your shower and they're like, oh my God, why have I got five conditioner bottles lined up down the bottom of my yeah. shower when like Liv's just been using a shampoo bar and it's doing the exact same job, but it's yeah, sort of and her way hair better. looks fine and like yeah. nothing's changed. And yeah. nothing's, they wouldn't even notice. And like these products are actually fucking good. They've been in the business for a long time. They foam up like they should. They work like yeah, they, they should. They actually do. I have really fucking curly hair and like a lot of products just make my hair really fluffy, but this. Like, yeah. honestly, the curls, they're thriving and I love it. Yeah, so it's like if you're not doing it for environment reasons, honestly, do it for, like, how do good you're going to look. Do it for aesthetic reasons, stuff. Do it for aesthetic reasons. No, oh. I, I think it's so easy to work with people, I reckon, like a teak, that actually make you want to tell everyone you know to go and get a product. Actually... This would probably be a good time to tell you that we do have a discount code for you. Nice. I love this. We're like so wrapped up in how much we love the product that we're like, oh, other people should probably get it. We have a discount code for you, which gives you 25% off, which is like huge. That's a quarter of the price off. I know you know how to do math, but let me do it again for you. So for the month of July, um, if you type in plastic is shit in all capitals, <laughs> that's that the best out. discount code in the world. I, I honestly, I love I love our discount codes because they always have a swear word in them. And I'm like, what are you thinking back at the business? Like, <laughs> Yeah, literally. Yeah, amazing. If you type in plastic as shit, again, this will all be in the show notes. You will get 25% off all full price items at the checkout. I really do think we should all, like if you're listening to this right now and you buy something or you switch a product, it could be to a teaker, it could be to any other product, please actually email me or let me know because... I'm always looking at other things that I can change as well. Liv, I know you are too. Definitely. Just, yeah, trying to make those small adjustments in my kind of daily routine. But also something that I actually haven't started to do, but I really want to, is start writing into companies and just being like, hey, I've noticed that you use plastic here, here, and here. I think that, like, you don't actually need to be doing this. Like, a lot of, like, tea bags and stuff come individually mm. wrapped in plastic and, like, all of that shit. And you're like, this just seems ridiculous. So you actually have the power to write into these companies you know and people do actually change I was watching a YouTuber and she said she does this all the time and she's actually had quite a lot of results so like Mm -hmm. this is in our power too to just like let them know that we're watching them we're watching their products we're trying to hold them accountable so and governments too you can Mm -hmm. like government is not the scary thing that none of us can access like you can write into your local MPs or whoever you know if you're not New Zealand your local official and let them know as well that you are, or like you and all your mates and the group that you've got together, I'm sure there's actually so many little community groups that you can be a part of as well in the community to do things like this, like petitions, lobbying, just writing in. Like even, I know like Liv, when we were in primary school, like our schools had the big eco-focus, you know, that was a bit of a movement there. There's no reason Mm, that movements like that can't start in your workplace. Like things like, you know, just start putting the pressure on. Here at Cisco, we're all doing Place yeah. Free July, and I know we'll get back into the office, and if one of us forgets our keep cup, probably we won't shit on the other person for it, but we'll, like, go and find a mug or something that we can, you know, make the change. Exactly. It's just being cognizant mm. of it. If you do it in one area of your life, it will sort of filter out yeah. into others. 
which is amazing. It's so and doable. It's doable. And honestly, I we have to end on the fact that this whole this whole episode was made possible by a teak because they really do care that like you can put your money mm. in brands like this because you know that they're not just in it for the short haul. They want to literally save the world one shampoo bar at a yeah. time. And you can help them do that and you can help the world. Absolutely. I'm definitely going to go and get myself a natural deodorant and a few other little goodies, yes. I think, from Atik just to, you know, get rid of that plastic in my yes. life. I love that. And I'm honestly, I'm feeling actually real empowered after this chat. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, we can yes, do this. We can I do am it. going to get my reusable containers, probably glass, I'll have you all know, and like yeah. take them to takeaway stores or whatever. Like, not feel yes. ashamed to just be really like, no, don't use your plastic on me. Yeah, exactly. This is my life. Love it. I'm going to live it the way I want to. Absolutely. And so are all of you, and we're going to do it for the fish too. <laughs> Absolutely. Think of the fish always. Oh, Liv, I think that's about all we have time for on this. I mean, we could talk for hours, but it might turn a bit even more ranty. (laughs) I know, I know. I I think we should quit while we're somewhat ahead. Somewhat ahead. But been a great chat. Been a great chat. Let us know any of your plastic tips. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to Atik once more. Thank you to the wonderful producer who has to listen to us rant, Tiahe Butler. And thank you to all of you for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye. 